is the League Podcast, presented by Boys and Sons Radio Group, and proudly streaming on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Ah, welcome in. This is the League, wherever you may be, Guten Tag. We are so excited to be back and better than ever as we head into the second half of the season. And you know, fantasy football is a lot like the responsibilities of fantasy football are a lot like being an adult. And so, um, see, I have a question for you. Um, do you own or rent your home? I currently own. Okay. Um, and when you were younger, what did you do? Like I actually, before you got married, we rented a lot. Oh, mm-hmm. and so here's the here's the thing about about renting. It's like it's fun for like a little bit. There's no like long term reward because like your home is usually like your most valuable asset and it appreciates and um that's just what i learned from from dave ramsey and um i find it fascinating that in fantasy football the the same principle applies you know um owning a player for the whole season can lead to some like permanent joy a pretty big reward if it's a good player where renting is just like fun for a short time. Now, you know, like owning CJ Stroud could make you a league winner. Renting fun for a week. Just something to consider. This is the league. Z, thanks for being patient with me the last two weeks. It is good to be back in the saddle. We're back. We had a couple of bye weeks. I'm not sure what our new producers were doing when they were planning our schedule, but uh, mm. they put a couple buys back to back there. We just really wanted some time away to focus, and get ready here for the second half of the season. But man, there's been a lot going on while we've been gone. It's been three weeks since I've been on the pod. That's true, actually, because Nick and I did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so yeah, you took all your buys so all, all at one time. I almost went on IR. Put you on the PUP list. <laughs> anyway, so we got we got a lot going on here, and uh, I'm just excited to be back. You know, one thing that I've I found some solidarity with you on recently has been just our yards and <laughs> how annoying it is that one grass is still growing, but two. I'm starting to, you know, those passages in the Bible where it's like, you know, does the son get punished for the father's sins type thing? Mm -hmm. I'm starting to use that analogy for why am I being punished for my neighbor's sins? Mm -hmm. Because my neighbors have four or five massive trees that all overhang my yard. Yeah. And so all their leaves come down into my yard, even though it's Mm -hmm. their trees. So I'm just a little bit, I just, I don't like that I'm paying the price of the leaves for trees. I don't even get to fully enjoy in my yard. It's my only thing. 
proud owner of zero trees and lots of leaves as well over here. I just, it's one of, it's one of life's sadnesses. I would like to have, I'm going to have to, you know, pay the penalty of, of raking leaf blowing. I'd like to have a tree to at least get the small reward of a little bit of shade or something. You I, know, I stand on this and I will die on this hill now that I'm a homeowner, but unless you have kids that want to jump in the leaf pile, just, just forget it. I don't know. I just what can't. Do you do? What do you do? You just, you just mow them up? Or... I, mow, I mulch them. Yep. And then I just let, let, let come what may. Yep. And in the spring they're gone. So I don't know. I like I that. I just can't. I'm just so over it. I'll send you a picture. We have so many leaves. And then the issue is there, there's still leaves on the trees. And so. Yeah, anyway, I think I'm lucky that like, we don't really, our neighbors don't have big trees. We're kind of just getting what, blo- what blows around. So I don't have to. I don't have massive amounts of leaves, which would cause an issue. It's been sad. I've, it's taken up a lot of time. Part of the reason we both have been away as homeowners, we have to take care of take care of the home. Can I do a quick sphere recap? Oh yeah, I'd love to hear. About okay, it. I've I've had the privilege of being at three concerts and one Pacer game since last I potted. Two of which were at the Sphere, and. It was just the most amazing concert venue. First of all, like it's just made for music. So like the people that work there were like all about just getting you to your seat in like an orderly manner. It wasn't like trying to get into like Cambridge Fieldhouse where they're just like, it's just an event center for everything. Yeah. Um, That's nice. The sound quality was so great. Cause like every seat's a speaker and there's like speakers on the floor. It's like yeah. no ringing. Didn't have to wear any earplugs we got like no feedback it's unbelievable and we went two nights we were so close to the stage it's like two of the best nights of my life and elon musk was there the second night which was kind of funny wow and harrison ford so did either of them bump into you no but harrison ford and i cried during the last song both of us saw him wiping tears from his eyes just like i was <laughs> Just like I was. What about what about the visuals? Like, how did it feel super real, or was it one of those like? Did you feel like you're inside like one of those like planetarium things where you're like looking up and it's just like crazy? It's basically like going to a concert in a like IMAX on steroids, and yeah. the visuals were so amazing. Um, I was down on the floor, but still got to take in everything on the whole screen. There's one song where the visuals come down the screen in such a way that it makes it look like the stage is going up and it made it feel like the stage was going up. Man. And I had to like, just kind of make sure it was very trippy. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that was a really cool visual. Um, and um, there was one song where the whole sphere turned like this kind of like lightish blue that made it feel like you were just kind of in like a, almost like a snow globe and then like throughout the song like fake like butterflies and stuff would land on it until the whole thing was black and then it was just that song was kind of eerie and then they're just they last thing is they partnered with this artist that makes like very real looking like flag 
like art with flags and one of them is like a flaming flag and at the end of one of the songs all of a sudden this like burning flag just comes out of nowhere and just looks like there's a burning flag on the screen like flames and then at the end of that song the flag like blew up and there were just like little like the embers of the flame just sprinkled down the screen during the entire next song wow just I don't know. And then there are a couple of things where it just looked like stuff was flying by you because it would just like go past you on the screen. It was wild. And so I was one of the younger people at the U2 concert. And then a week later, I was like one of the old people at a 1975 show. (laughs) Like JB was like the primary audience there. And he's so young. So he keeps us young. I know. He keeps us young. That looks like the seats for the Pacers game were nice. (laughs) <laughs> we were like in section 232 row 5 it wasn't terrible <laughs> company was great I love it I company love was it. great sorry I couldn't come see Wimby on Monday that's all good I mean we didn't really see him either he played like 20 minutes and called I figured as soon as it turned into a blowout they were just like alright this is a back to back we'll let you rest I should have read the tea leaves a bit better on that one and schedule loss for sure yeah it, it quite literally was a scheduled loss uh, they, they, you could tell the second they came out of the gate just no one was covering anyone just no gas in the tank after that Raptors game is that one of those where it's like the second they went down 10 they're just like okay yep. we're just not going to try for the yep. rest of this game that was quite literally it Pacers tied the record for most points and uh or their own record, I should say. Like franchise record. Yep, because no one wanted to play defense, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Dill, we got a lot to catch up on here. I know. I love that you had a good trip out to Vegas and got to see the sphere. I'd love I'd love to make it. Well, one, we'll love to go to Vegas at some point in my lifetime. And two. Oh, well, hold on. I got it. Since we're talking about Vegas, while I was there, they were setting up for the F1 race. Um, and it's just an infrastructure nightmare out there. <laughs> There's so many like temporary bleachers and suites going up on like the main roads in Vegas. I forgot that's to, happening here. This to month, the point it? where our hotel, the first night we went to go, we needed to go down to the sphere to like check in to get our floor spots the night before the concert like, to get our spot in line just to check in before we went back to our hotel. And it was a mile and a half from the hotel we were staying at. And it was quite literally to go a mile and a half. It was only like 10 minutes longer to walk down there than it was to get an Uber because the traffic, like it all goes down to one lane because they've got the F1 track in the middle of the road and then still two driving lanes on the outside. Wow. There's just like, there's huge bleachers everywhere. And there was like temporary luxury suites built. And then it's really funny because as you know, the race doesn't really matter because Max clinched it. I think yeah. before the last time we I think around the last time we potted together. I so it's kind of a meaningless meaningless race. So Red Bull's too good, man. We That's were, on right. that, were on that super early. We, I know. We, Cody, uh, you can Cody, you can stop. You can stop uh, scrubbing the podcast. We're done talking about F1. Yeah, this is a football podcast. So I guess we'll do a, just a small bit of football. Yeah, I got, a couple minutes. I got a lot, a lot of content. I've been you know, <laughs> spending some time here while you've been out 
traversing around the world of Vegas and putting together some some fun things. But before diving into all of that, there's been some crazy trades recently, some trades that have caused some stirs, stirring in the league and wanted to break those down quick. So since our last pod, I think, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Jay and I did our deal uh, for Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence. He sent me Trev and Garrett Wilson for Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, and Deontay Johnson. And so far, this trade's worked out pretty well for the both of us. Uh, Deontay Johnson looks like a real guy. Watson's going to be iffy probably, but I don't know. I think so far we've both been really pleased with that. So excited to, to hop into that one there. Um, and right after that, you traded Mike Evans to John. Oh, sorry. Jay. Jay, thank to you. To garbage. To garbage for Pearson Williams. Which was a terrible trade. And then turned around and did the Palmer and Kyron trade. That one hasn't worked out so well either. He's on the IR. Just swapping oh. our IR guys. It's no biggie. Yeah, so what so trading Mike Evans though, what was I mean, I'm happy you did it now at this point because it all worked out well for me. But what were you seeing there with the with the Pierce Williams? I have no idea, man. <laughs> and this this is gonna go into another part of my pots. So I just was curious because I I you know was putting some stuff together. Um I thought Williams was going to come back and have a decent role with the Lions. Yeah. And then that was the same day that the Lions got like curb stomped by the Ravens, if I remember correctly. And then he wanted to do the deal for DK and I didn't want to trade DK. Yep. Um, and then I hate the Seahawks so much. Um, and then it turned out that DK wasn't even going to play that day. It was the day I was playing you. That's why I was like. But then oh, I still got to start Mike Evans one last time, and he just like destroyed. Sent him out on a high. Yep. I was having to start form. Mike Evans because I, the trade that didn't that that was in church and kind of does church has no cell phone signal. <laughs> that was amazing. Shout out to Thatcher and his spiritual journey. <laughs> anyway, we have that going. Uh, Wait, you said like this is the most. Dylan thing ever for Mike Evans to remember he sent me the text. He's like, this is the most you thing ever for Mike Evans to score a big touchdown when he's not even supposed to be on your team. It was the most you thing ever. Yeah. You do something <laughs> dumb that I don't like, and then you still get rewarded for it for some reason <laughs> instead of being punished. Did not that it mattered. My team was literal garbage. I joined Jay. I took a trip down up to Whitestown. So we have a couple other moves here. Javante Williams went from Thatch for Calvin Ridley to Brady. I like that little action there. Just mm-hmm. beefing up uh, the wide receiver room. Brady, Javante Williams actually has been looking pretty nice recently. And this is another mm-hmm. thing that Panda got wrong this year. Right and wrong. Right to draft him. Wrong to drop him. I literally just dropped him for nothing. So take that with what you will. We also have my Mike Evans trade uh-huh. where Jay sent Mike Adams 
and R. Johnson to me for Mike uh, for Adams. Again, I'm about to get into all this too, so I'll keep this brief, just updating the league on these different moves here. And then we have the big rental, CJ Stroud for Aaron Jones. It's causing mm-hmm. a little, little stirring there in the league. Stroud a lot of stirring. Stroud obviously had the best quarterback game of the year and top five fantasy performance so far of mm-hmm. all players, which is crazy. And yeah, um, Spent a lot of time with Nick recently. Was over at his house on Sunday, just talking through, you know, what he was thinking here, and he really liked what he saw from Levis, obviously. And I did want to clarify though that we worked this deal out after he had already started Levis, and so it wasn't like, uh, you know, I made a decision earlier in the week to approach him. Like we waited, started, and then the mm-hmm. Cardinals running back got hurt, so it benefited him. Obviously, it benefited me a lot more. Which was nice little break, but CJ sure, Stroud, sure. The rental market's wide open, piping hot. Yeah, I, I think um, might be sending JB Jameer Gibbs for whatever defense he's starting this week, just as a one-week rental type thing. Hmm. <laughs> I would actually <laughs> be fine with that, but. I think more people should take advantage of the rental market while it's available because I don't foresee it staying around for next year. I sure hope it's gone. I can't do it on principle. Why is this? I just think it's so dumb. Just loaning out, guys. First of all, you should have done the right thing and refused to give CJ Stroud back. True. I did. I did refuse. He he strong armed me. Should have been like, no. I guess Thatch can just override it anyways, but yeah, I really wanted to keep Stroud, obviously. But I'm excited to get Aaron Jones back in the mix. And that was just the thing that benefited us both. It's kind of like um don't soccer clubs do this where they like loan guys out to different other teams or whatever? Usually to get them playing time so that they're better when they come back to their team, though. Yeah. I mean I would say Stroud's better coming back to Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. People are saying that the the negative atmosphere in the Panda locker room is not going to be great for him. Anyway, the last trade. I have two more quick ones. We'll fire out, fire through these. I I got Eckler back. Yeah, Wolkemet for my favorite player, Mike Evans. John struck a really hard deal, and he actually approached me with this one. It was Evans and Walker straight up for Eckler. I tried about nine different times to do something different, and he held tight to that offer the entire time. Finally worked in Cole Komet there at the end uh, just to get some tight end insurance because I don't know how what Kincaid's going to be doing the rest of the year. So anyway, Eckler's back home on the Panda after pulled the trigger on him too early last year. But I did lose Evans and Walker, so this is a bit of a risk and probably the largest deal, honestly, since – I don't know. Justin Jefferson was traded. Just uh, coming back this week. Yep. That has been pretty sad about that. I think he's been texting a lot of boys about his sadness. We have a lot. We have a, we had a very sad thatch today. I felt like. Yep. But in some ways, happy thatch because he got his, his boy, uh, Goddard from JB. Mm -hmm. Completes the Eagles lineup. 
So he literally will be starting, I think, five or six Eagles guys now of 10. No, he's got like the Warriors 2017 lineup of death yep. going on. It's so awful to watch the Eagles if you're playing Thatcher. It it was especially bad for me when they played, you know, because everything revolves around me, of course. Obviously. Um, it was especially bad for me when they were playing the Commanders and he threw the ball to Devontae Smith, who dropped it. Or he he did that thing where, like, you know, you catch, like, on the ground and the ball comes out and it looks like a catch but hits the ground first and all that stuff. Rivera just stands there, does nothing. Everyone's pointing to the thing, like, hey, chuck a flag, timeout, something, do anything. Nothing. So, not only does he get – Devontae get credit for the catch, they can run up to the line, the literal next play, 35-yard bomb to A.J. Brown. So I, I literally was that was like a you know like a twenty point swing in the span of one just one flag going out that literally everyone including the announcers were like why is Rivera not throwing the flag here? I think Ron Rivera is really just cashing checks this year. It's kind of like week, weekend at Bernie's type of season from Ron. I would agree. And Dill, that does bring me to. A little segment I, I've prepared for us tonight. I've been so excited for this. We're at we're at the halfway point of the season for the most part, right? What is this week nine? Yeah, so we're over halfway since but well, we're kind of counting halfway because we didn't get the pod in the true halfway point. So anyway, we're over halfway through. I took a little bit of time, went through everything, and I put together two lists. One's titled The Bad Things That Z has done. And one's titled The Good Things That Dill Has Done. Because my team is three and six, your team is six and three. So I thought it'd be a fun overview for the league just to, you know, see what does the top of the league look like currently and how they've gotten there and what does the bottom of the league look like currently. Because, as you know, we have five teams, four teams at six and three. Mm -hmm. That's Cody and Brady. Nick's five and four, JB's four and five, and then me, John, Jay, and Michael are all three and six. So we have, you know, whatever that is, 40% in the league, six and three, 40%, mm-hmm. three and six. And then JB and, and Nick, you seem to always be tied together one way or the other, are right there in the middle. So without further ado, starting off with the bad things he did, this is just a quick little list of a couple of things. Without a lot more not listed here. So the, the the core the core bad thing I did was forty dollars on fields. I set a draft night. This is the year to make a break on fields for the Bears and for my team. Really wanted him to be a QB one. Obviously, he wasn't. As we know in this league, good quarterback. You have to have like a top eight quarterback to even have a shot at winning. I think, and that's the money I spent on him. So was not mm-hmm. has not been that thus far. Mm-hmm. Drafted Kelsey, traded him away before he got Taylor Swift. Sure. Drafted Adams. Was bad all year. I try. Mm-hmm. I tried to be the opposite of last year, where I waited and waited and waited and waited and waited for Adams. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Traded him. Moments before, new coach, new new system, new everything, new quarterback. All bad. I had Gus Edwards. Traded him away. 
I think Gus Edwards actually, if he was on my team, would have the most touchdowns of anyone on my team. And that really does take me to my final point here, which is I just, I went into this year and actually, if you look at the graph at the beginning of the year, the graph loved me. It's number one. I'm currently number eight fall from grace because I drafted guys that I really truly believed would be scoring points still and scoring touchdowns was, was, uh-huh. and those little stat for you that I have were nine weeks in of six of the nine weeks this year. All, nice. all of my skilled, all, all of my skilled guys combined. So that, well, that's what it's six guys. So six times six, 36 mm-hmm. guys have com- 36 plays have combined for zero or one touchdown, six of the nine weeks. Nice. Hard to win. Hard to win. Which takes me to the one of the weeks you've lost by chance. Uh, no, one of them was actually this past week where I beat JB. Uh, oh. the, the only touchdown I had was uh, Mixon. So. Interesting. Yeah. One of the weeks I won, though, was one of the three weeks that I had guys score. Hard to win that way. I'm surprised you were able to pull it off. Well, I, I mean, I had Stroud dropping 40, so that was primary. That's true. That would do it. But here, Dill, I have the good things you've done <laughs> as just a as just a nice contrast to to the bad here. And it's gonna sound worse than a lot of here. <laughs> no, it's gonna sound once you go through it. Because here's my thing, right? You've taken a lot of heat this year, like a lot of years. From <laughs> most years, I take a lot of heat from primarily myself. Sure, so we'll just let our records speak for themselves at this point. But. You got Brees and Ayuk early. That was the very first trade of the year. People were mad. Uh-huh. All's been awesome. You actually gave up Gus Edwards in that deal, but then you got Gus back. <laughs> and I was looking at Gus, and I think you've either traded him or gotten him back like three or four times. Yeah, I've picked him up off waivers, dropped him, picked him back up. I think you rented him to me for a week or something like that. All I right. dropped him as part of the – no, here's a sliding doors moment for you. This is a little behind the scenes on Gus. When I did the Mike Evans trade, I really shouldn't have dro- dropped Jackson Smith and Jigba because I would have needed to play him if that trade went through because DK missed the game that yep. day. Yep. But then since that trade didn't go through, it ended up being fine that I dropped Jackson Smith and Jigba and kept Gus. And now yeah. Gus <laughs> had literally like what five carries on Sunday scored two touchdowns. (laughs) Correct. So, so Gus, so through, through six weeks when he was on me and that your team, primarily he had one touch there. see. He had one touchdown and his highest scoring game was 12 points since week seven, when he joined your squad for, you know, the fourth time or whatever. He's gone 21 points, 28 points, 17 points, and has scored six touchdowns in three weeks. Six touchdowns. He's only been in my lineup for one week, though, I think, the 17-point week. Yep. Still, though, crazy, crazy times. Mm -hmm. So you got Gus. And then the the sneaky thing you did that I feel like a lot of people forget about. I didn't even remember this. You traded OBJ. To the commish for Pacheco. Oh, because he felt we felt bad about the Gus Car deal, yeah, so we did this that. to appease the league. 
<laughs> for a piece in the league, you got like a top 12 running back for a piece. <laughs> and this is where I, this is my whole point. And this is my whole thing is I think you, I have a couple more to work through, but I think you act like you had this like charade of, oh, I don't know. I just do things and I, you know, old Dill over here just doing things. No, I promise you can always assume incompetence. <laughs> you just, I'm not smart enough to have a conspiracy theory. But you, you get a top yeah. 12 running back for OBJ, not even a top six. <laughs> I saw the, the touchdown he scored this week. Somebody tweeted a highlight of it and said, they throw, they're throwing this guy make-a-wish touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. I know. <laughs> so anyway, to wrap this up, you had Pollard. You trade Pollard to Jay for Gibbs. Pollard, I don't know what happened. He got so bad. Something, I don't know. <laughs> All What's crazy gone. is the Cowboys are a great offense, and he just sees none of it. Yep. Like, just going back to the drawing board again, Gibbs before you, his highest game was nine <laughs> points. He had no touchdowns before you. Since joining the squad, week seven, he had 23 points and a touchdown. And week eight, 27 points and a touchdown. Now, admittedly, Monty's back. We'll have to see what unfolds here, but – so far, it's looking real nice on that front. And then you dumped Pacheco for Jalen Waddle, and all of a sudden, Pacheco's not that good anymore, and Waddle's good. And the final thing is, you drafted Jonathan Taylor for six dollars, held on to him. Looks like a real guy. He's back. He got like what sixty-five percent of snaps or something this week, maybe yep. more. Yep. Receiving touchdown, which always helps. Yep. So anyway, I just wanted to I have to think about what could have been if AR was healthy all year. Ugh. If you had AR, I I think this would be an easy, easy dub for you. Russ <sighs> right now, uh QB sixteen. He's but, serviceable. Yeah. I had him benched for some of his good weeks because Richardson's ceiling was so high, but yep. So anyway, that's just the little segment I prepared. Just wanted to show you what what bad looks like and what good looks like here. What six and three looks like and what three and six looks like. Z, I don't want to do this to you right now, but Giannis just got ejected from his game. <laughs> Fantasy hoops. <laughs> Shout out to Levi for breaking that news. Are they playing like the Pistons? There's a lot to be mad about these days. They're playing Detroit. He gets two techs and ejected against Detroit? Sure does. (sighs) He got 22 minutes in first. Yeah. 15 points, nine rebounds, five assists. What is there to be mad about against Detroit is what I'm trying to understand. It's even a home game. Maybe he had plans. Well, that's sad. What can you do, though? I think my team is chalked in that league, so. Oh, I am so out of my depth in fantasy basketball. (laughs) Apparently so am I. I just get 
I think I'm doing everything I can and I just end up losing like eight to three every week at least. So it's just anyway. Yeah. I, uh, we have too much to cover here. We'll save basketball for the end. Anyway, Dill, do we have an ad? We do. Uh, we do. You and know, sometimes, um, sometimes in life, you do find yourself in a spot where you can't really get your own home. Maybe interest rates are high, and um, it's not a good time to buy. So um, you can go to our friends at apartments.com. And they will help you find the perfect rental for this season of your life. Apartments.com. Use code Stroud. And you will get the apartment of your dreams. Apartments.com. Not an official sponsor. Rentals still allowed in the league. For now. They're still allowed for now. I think that's going to Well, if Mike Pence has the courage, we can get rid of it now. (laughs) excuse me i got i got blazing five for you all right i'm ready it's gonna be blazing i'm not gonna read you i'm just gonna read you the matchups and who i'm picking then we can just dissect marquee at the end okay sounds great i'll i'll be quiet this time oh no feel free to feel free to say what's needed but basically here's how it shakes out this week you got nick at home you're favored by like 15 or so mm-hmm. primarily because it's Pat's is a Pat's by a week, right? Is that yes. Yeah. So Mahomes on a buy. He's starting Levis and Stroud. Ooh, Nick's got to start Gabe Davis. That's tough. Yeah. I was, I was trying to work out another little rental deal with him. Cause we had some good, some good rentals together, but uh, he said he has something else up his sleeve. So I'm, I'm curious to see where no, well. that unfolds. Anyway, I'm taking you here. I do think Nick is going to be five and five at the end of this week, which is surprising for his squad, but I think is what's is where we're heading. Congrats on the win, Nick. Right after that, uh, Cody. Well, the one thing that Nick does have up his sleeve, sorry, is, I mean, Christian McCaffrey could just go for 40 points and just. He could. I mean, they're playing. the Jags this week. Jags have a D. De- I mean, obviously he's defense proof, but decent defense by the Jags. I don't think he's gonna like go crazy. Um, because I think they have, you know, good defense mm-hmm. and honestly a pretty good offense too. But I agree. Mm-hmm. CMC is a matchup changer. After that, we got Cody versus Thatch. Um, this is the Eagles bye week. <laughs> hot. I do think that Thatch grabbing Dobbs like 30 bucks or whatever it was on fab might put him in contention for top three lineup when everyone's off their buy and fully healthy. Mm-hmm. Cause his biggest hole was art was a uh, QB two. And I think Dobbs could as could have the potential to be a top, you know, 12, 15 guy the rest of the way. He does have four 20 point weeks mm-hmm. on the season. Yeah. He's like QB nine right now. Yeah, give you that. Crazy. Cody's team is just getting Dak and Burrow right. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, though they could both be two top eight quarterbacks in terms of points the rest of the way. 
which is which is crazy. And Dax had three straight, like twenty, like five point weeks. Mm-hmm. So anyway, a really interesting little thing here. Uh, two six and three teams playing each other, and then you're playing Nick, who's five and four. So kind of a battle at the top, which is unique. Mm-hmm. So someone's gonna take an L there. Uh, JB's playing Mo, and this is a, a super tight matchup. I actually kind of like Mo here just a little bit more, primarily uh, because. Even though it is uh, the Dolphins' bye week, I think he's been getting a lot of really nice production from, like Stevenson had a big week last week. Sure, Barkley's someone has to do something for them, and he's managed to kind of stay afloat there, just because they're so bad. They are playing Dallas this week, so that could be rough. But also, JB has like Cup, Moster, Pacheco. All those guys are out on buys, and so I like Mo here this week. And getting mm-hmm. getting up to that kind of four and six mark, and JB joining the four and six boys as well. Right after that, we have the last six and three team playing Brady playing John at home. Mm-hmm. This is a pick'em here. Literally, the projections are one ten point nine by Brady and one ten point eight by John. John's rolling out his new team, and mm-hmm. primarily the only reason I like Brady a smidge more here is I just have not been – I know I've ranted about it in the group, so I won't beat a dead horse, but it's been really frustrated by the Seahawks, as always, this year. I really think – you know, look at the Eagles, look at the 49ers, man, look even at the Cowboys and stuff. Like The good offenses use their best guys. Mm-hmm. And whatever reason, it's always been like this. You know, there's freaking Will Disley back in the day. Mm-hmm. Will fans. That rookie kid he likes now, Sharp even. Pete Carroll just he just isn't committed to using difference makers like DK and Walker. And Walker's had, I think, three weeks. Let me mm-hmm. check this. Of yeah, his last touchdown was in week six. Since then, he's had 12.7 points, and last week he had two points. Well, wow. so I don't know. Just getting a little anxious there. So I like Brady here a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I'm playing Jay this week. This is a loser goes home matchup because I think I think three and seven probably sends you to the grave. So it's unfortunate we have to be playing each other here. I think Jamar Chase may not play. He's at least questionable currently with a little back thing. Yeah, if back, he doesn't, if back he does, injuries are tough. Yeah, we know that from your back, primarily. <laughs> Jamar Chase and I are very similar. <laughs> a couple of world-class athletes. If he doesn't play, I think I have a really good shot here. If Chase does play, I think Jay has a really good shot at winning. Mm-hmm. I think it's what it comes down to, honestly. And just seeing he can be healthy. Like, we have some weird matchup things, like Watson. He has Watson going out of the Ravens' defense. They're playing sure. this week. Um, and, yeah, like, obviously makes them a benefit of Chase doesn't play. So there's just a couple of things where it's like, depending on where things go, this is probably a coin flip. But I will see. I'm excited, though, for this. This is going to be a really big week for a lot of teams because I think whoever wins me and Jay's match will be four and six. I mean, Michael or JB could be four and six. Um, there's that, like, fifth or sixth playoff spots wide open right now. 
And there's not even a guarantee that Nick may you know make it in. Thatch is going to pick up an L this week, most likely. There's still a lot of a lot of game left here, Dell. And like mm-hmm. we said in the in the chat this week, you know, this point last year, John was eight and one, and Nick was one and eight. And this year, we have six and three, and three and six are the two bookends of the league right now, which is mm-hmm. crazy. So excited to see where it all where it all shakes out here. Do you think this league has been hard enough this year, or do you need to make it harder? <laughs> I'm satisfied with the difficulty. Yep. It seems like uh, JB's trade rental today did work out for him, though. The graph has mm-hmm. him at six currently. He elevated from tenth to six on the on the trade rental, mm-hmm. which is great. Little fifteen dollar acquisition for a little graph love. <laughs> Anyway, that's the Blazing Five. Excited for the week. Excited to be back. I got a couple of just random thoughts for you here as we close out. One. Are these about fantasy football? No. Okay, I got one more fantasy football thing. Well, hit me with it. When we were talking about Brady's matchup, I think it's important to note that he could be inserting Justin Jefferson into the lineup this week. Oh, yeah. What's the status on them? He can return to practice. I don't know if that means he's going to play or not, but like. It'd be hard to bench him if he's playing, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious to see what Brady does with Addison and Jefferson. Mm-hmm. The, Je- the Addison was pretty good those first couple of weeks, right? Yeah, Addison's – I just don't know how it shakes out when you got Dobbs yeah. instead of Kirk. Like, Kirk was definitely capable of, like – Spreading it out to like three, four guys. Yep. Not sure if Dobbs can do that, but we'll see. Brady's team is going to be so the rest mm-hmm. of the way when everyone's healthy is Goff and Hal at QB. Right now, Hal's actually a top 10 QB, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Goff is top 12. He's number 12 right now. Mm-hmm. And he's probably starting Monty and Madison the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Like that, and then he has St. Brown and JJ, the wide receivers, <laughs> Travis Kelsey at tight end, and then mm-hmm. Addison at flex. I mean, that's a really strong. I mean, seven guys, eight guys. I mean, if he can steal a win this week with like Kelsey on by, like that's just huge. Yep. Yeah, like I said, just curious to see what what Kenneth ends up doing and everything for John, but. Yeah, Brady definitely could steal a win this week here, get Jefferson back, and be fully loaded going into next week. Which yep. Is kind of scary. Shout out to Brighton Daddy. Right now, shout I shout out to Orlando Daddy as well. Oh yeah, we have a couple of new dads. Mm-hmm. Oh, Love that. Right now, Dill, I have you, Cody, and Brady is like a clear top three. Ugh. Definitely and, Cody and Brady. Yeah, I would, I would put you up there too. Cody, like, is, like, Cody is back. Yeah, Team Hunt's making making a strong appearance here. So those are the top three, and then like right, I mean, right underneath of that, depending on what Dobbs is, I think that's just mm. there. Sure. And then it's probably uh, Nick, who's also right there. It's kind of the top five. And then it just comes down to 
what what's who's getting in that sixth spot? Michael has the best team of the last five teams. He's second this year in points for. Excited for him to make a documentary about that. <laughs> Believe it or not, though, um, in points against, he's number he's tied for second right now. Mm. There's a uh, about actually JB's had the most points against this year. Uh-huh. Interesting. Anyway, that's where the league stands right now, going into week 10. Excited to see what we're looking at here. If the sure. game ended today, or if the season ended today, Cody and Batch would have the buys. You'd be playing JB in, the, in week one, and Nick would be playing Brady in the four or five spot. Mm. Interesting. And the Popeye sponsoring the playoffs, the fantasy football playoffs this year. <laughs> That's so perfect for us, actually. All right, I'll keep this quick because I know it's past your bedtime and we got to wrap up. Sure is. I can tell you're we're slowing down. I know. You got uh, you're studying for your licensing thing, but anyway, mm-hmm. little curb corner. Started, yes. Uh, about two weeks, or about ten days, fifteen days ago. Mm-hmm. And wow, sad I waited so long to get to get it rolling. It's it's like an uncensored Nathan for you somehow, where mm-hmm. just like every every situation that could happen does, and he's just the best in it. Have you seen the one about the like handicapped bathroom stall yet? I'm not. Oh, okay, I thought that was early on. The most recent one I just watched was the season two premiere where he. Uh, becomes a car salesman for the day. <laughs> and Richard Lewis shows up like right as he's about to get a customer. And they just like fight on the car, basically. <laughs> it, it's just like so silly. And oh. like half the things he says, I know I personally have said in my lifetime. And I imagine a lot of the other boys have as well. So great curb. Uh, love it. I'm thankful for you and Thatch to like text random thoughts to you, even though I know no one remembers any of this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm started watching the HBO show Crashing, which is like a Pete Holmes show. Hmm. It's it's pretty funny. It's I like that. Have you have you watched it? No, I, I it mean, ran I've... it ran on HBO from like 2017 to 2019, I guess. Pete Holmes is like was a Christian, might still be a Christian, but decided to come as become a stand up comic. So the whole show is like sort of autobiographical about him, like graduating from a small, like liberal arts Christian school and slowly like becoming a stand up comic. Is this nature for you? <laughs> no, but it's just like, he's like, there's just so many like funny little inside digs at like, uh-oh. Oh, wait, am I frozen? Yeah. Oh no, I'm still here. Okay. Well, there's so many little like subtle digs at like Christian colleges that like you'd really only get at like if you went to a Christian college. So it was just that sounds awesome. Yeah, and it's like it's three seasons, like twenty four episodes that are all a half hour each. So I'm just kind of flying through it. It's really funny. That's where I'm at with curve. This is the perfect amount of time. Yeah. Look like mm-hmm. dishes or something. Anyway, curb, great. Need more boys here. Jay's watched a lot of Curb. Yeah, he has. I was talking about it. He's blazing through the Americans right now. <laughs> Him and Emily. 
Great show also, if you haven't seen it. I haven't. It's on the long list of shows I need to watch. Yeah, it's it's a commitment for sure. It's not a <laughs> binge. The last thing, Dale's wrap up. We already talked a little bit about Goodreads or about Fourth Wing, but yeah, we got the special edition bonus chapter. Fourth Wing came in the mail yesterday with two chapters from Zayden's point of view, and then that's in the book. It's two bonus chapters. Yeah, Zayden's okay. point of view, and then Iron Flame came in the mail today. Very exciting. Cody Cody understands. Yeah. Cody and someone else here, I think, read it, right? I don't know. You get made fun of for reading it, which I think is a funny bit that the boys do. It's because I told everyone to skip the chapter, and so then I, Michael read it, I think. Didn't he read it? I don't think so. Okay. I think I thought he did. Anyway. I think – isn't Olivia reading it? Yeah, I think Olivia's reading it. Levi should read it, too, but – all boys should read. It's very enjoyable. I also have a lot of thoughts on uh, special forces that I'll save for a different pod after reading my <laughs> forces books. For so. zero pod 30 that we host later tonight. Exactly. It's going to be back, Dill. I'm happy we covered all the topics we wanted to hit, including F1 for Cody. That's right, Cody. We put it at the top of the pod this time so you couldn't miss it. Always got to keep the people on their toes. That's right. That's right. We'll have to get some uh, some guests back on here for, for I know our season because we're back to the top, I think. And uh, we've had them all. We've had them all. Uh, we got. I'd like guests. to get like if Jay could carve out ten minutes of just him like hanging on for dear life. If we could get that like on the pod, I think that'd be fun. <laughs> okay. <I'll try. laughs> He's just like. <laughs> I don't even know because I don't understand parenthood, but um, he's doing good. I saw him tonight. He's doing good. He's doing well. Uh, I'm glad. He's I helped, been so kind tonight. It was awesome. He's been so kind to me. He texted me today and he said, 10 days till you're a licensed principal. So encouraging, which is definitely not his persona that he puts on, but he is the best. We are excited for you, Dill. Yeah. On. Yep. Fly through. Man alive. We'll wrap this baby up. All right. Excited for you, Thatch. Congrats to you and Ingrid. Congrats to the commish. Congrats to the commish. Man. All right. Thanks for... A lot of dads. Slowly becoming the majority. Another boy's turned 30. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Peace.